welcome to Into the Mirror, our podcast on healing and transformations. My name is Alexander, and this is my co-host Brody. We're going to discuss, on episode 23 actually, Zoloft versus exercise. Brody, before I read from this section, just how are you today? I'm good, a little tired today, but I'm feeling, other than that, I'm feeling pretty good. Just a little, like... We were talking lower energy and, you know, but not bad, just... Yeah, not in a bad sense. Yeah. So this guy, and I know you have an experience with this, so it's cool and why I want to read it, you know. um, Exercise versus Oloft. Um, Philosophers note, Brian Johnson said, Did you know exercise is scientifically proven to be as effective as Zoloft in reducing depression? Yep, and it's sourced, by the way. Shows the source. Here's the study. Scientists took a bunch of clinically depressed people and randomly assigned them to three groups. For four months, for four months, one group exercised, one group took an antidepressant, and another group tried both exercise and an antidepressant. So so just repeat that. For four months, one exercised, one just took the med, and one took both. The exercise group participated in three 45-minute supervised workouts per week, per week, consisting of cycling or walking slash jogging at a moderate to high intensity. So they were running, at least getting that in there. Um, at the end of all four months, all three groups, so this is cool, all three groups showed significant improvements in their well-being, with the exercise proving to be just, and he puts it like an asterisk as effective, so as the antidepressant. And and get this, this is from him, I'm reading still. And get this, when the researchers checked in six months later, the exercise group was significantly less likely to have relapsed into depression than the medication group, right? And he says it, this is huge in all capital letters, makes you wonder why the results of that clinical trial aren't advertised in every other commercial must be anything worth advertising, must have a frightening list of possible side effects. <laughs> yeah. um, seriously, though, steps up on a soapbox. Exercise, please, pretty please. Our bodies were made to move, and exercise has got to be the cheapest insurance policy against terminal funkiness out there. I think he um, yeah, he says, like, the soapbox thing, too, like, exercise, amazing, but... So the medication thing, dude, you do all these things or you have tried all these things. And so you had an experience with a specific med that really messed you up. Why don't you share that with them? Yeah, about seven years ago, I was on this medication Keppra for my epilepsy. They put it, they gave it to me and I would take it every day. But after a while, I started to get this angry sensation in my body that I've never really experienced to that level before. It was like it being itchy, like a bunch of ants all around your body, like that are biting you, but yet you can't do anything about it. And when I got, they eventually, I had a really bad day. This was, I was in a rehab actually at the time and it's kind of tough to go talk about, but this guy, um, one of the guys that was working for the rehab, I was so angry. Um, they took, and I thought I was going crazy. They took me to an insane asylum. And okay, when yeah. I got to you were very angry. Don't, yeah, yeah. You got pulled. They put you. They separated you because you're aggressive and angry and claim you might hurt someone or be hurt yourself. Pretty right? much, yeah. They they brought me there, and when I got there, they 
they shut the door behind me and there's like this big dude with tattoos and I was like because they when they shut the door you're in with everybody else and I was like oh I'm locked in here and I started freaking out um but but like luckily the guy who brought me there he said he like was intentional with this other gentleman and he said you're not keeping him here and he somehow got me out of there yeah but i i eventually was able to get off Kepra, but it was yeah. the worst it was the worst it was the most severe reaction i've ever had from any medication other than like you know drugs and alcohol or something of that nature yeah exactly that mad um those ones are insidious and not as a doc doctors or anything, just from actual experience taking these meds. We both, you know, our experience with side effects. Now, I'm not saying mm -hmm. it'll happen to everyone because I know lots of people that take Kepra. And the question is, is that they were all in prison. <laughs> that, so it's like, and they were all angry. Like it was what they used in prison because they refused to give people neurotin, gabapentin, because mm -hmm. it's slightly abusable. Because it actually made people feel good. Like that's the joke. Oh, you yeah. mean it helped them. They were actually feeling relief, you know, and like, so that's what sucks with the system. And they put them on Kepra and I've seen, like, you know, like that makes me sad, dude. Like you, um, so you got off of it though. Um, what, yeah. what, like you still, do you even need like the seizure meds? Like, how did you work through that? You still have seizures and like, they weren't helping. I, I was on Kepra and then they switched to me to two other ones. I don't even remember their names to be honest, but I eventually just got off all of them and I'm taking yeah. CBD oil because they yeah. weren't even stopping the damn seizures. So I was like, screw this, man. I started to meditate and eventually over time I got off of them and now I'm taking CBD oil, which is natural and uh, it's an exercise. It's though. You have two counterparts. There's another component exactly. that has shifted. When did you start exercising like health, like daily or, you know, daily or on a pattern of consistency i don't remember the exact time but i just remember after feeling any exercise that i do like i feel so much better and more complete and i usually try to do it early in the morning because it feels better than any pill because yeah yeah absolutely that, you just get this boost and you're more energetic and you're feeling good how about you what uh what do you what can you say about when you were exercising? Um, well, it yeah, it totally changed. I was on all those meds, trying different antidepressants. Um, even after I got sent to prison, I had that awakening, but the pink cloud or the manic effect kind of wore off, and I hit a horrible state of it was awful. I was sentenced to prison, like all the darkness, and I just wanted, just wanted to disappear, you know. So I um. And, and I was in prison, so I could only get certain things like the meds. There. I mean, you would get anything, but the consistency, right? I was not gonna, trying to just get high once. I was trying to get rid of all of that. And so they put you on all of these awful meds. And Kepra, one of them they tried to put me on, and it was I didn't take it long enough to even have an effect. It's, um, they tried lots of meds, and they were all had side effects that were awful. And the ones that had any good effect... The cost was just too great. Like it was just too great for my body, or or prices. It doesn't matter. The energy cost is too great, and there. That's what I learned in that my body actually is way more healthy than I ever even knew. Right? I worked out in school, and this is what gets cool. Is like, but till I started persisting in exercise, like beyond like a sports team by myself. 
Like I started seeing my body really change things. Like it's like, wait, no, we don't believe that garbage. By the way, you play team sports. You would play the, you know, you'd rather be quarterback. You don't want to be the, you know, like you don't, like I don't have to listen to other people's beliefs with that is what I'm saying. Like I was running the other day and people running and they were getting tired and I was running by them and I run through it no problem. But it annoyed me because they were tired and I felt it as an empath. I ran, I'm like, could feel them breathing, the tired, and I'm like, ew, I do not like to feel tired, and I'm just running by, like, but my empath level was that great now, I could actually feel their energy, and have my energy, and how does that happen, dude, like, amazing, right, like, the ability your body has to hold a state of feeling, and also feel someone else's feeling, this is where it gets very cool with empathy and meditation, right, like, I learned because of those dark prison states, right, that I actually hold that state of love in my heart. And wherever I go, sacred space is created, right? It doesn't matter because I'm going nowhere. That sounds funny, but I'm going everywhere, but nowhere. I'm not moving. And when I can realize that my heart, this spot, right? But the meds and the, the ideas like blocked it. Like it put um, a shunt is something that opens it, right? What puts a, just a block right in your kundalini cycles and your states of consciousness get trapped, you're in that dark, it's sad, like, I, I mean, the weight of it, like you're, uh, you're carrying away around a heavy-ass blanket, right, all the time, and like, and that's the shit I hated about um, depression and the meds that went with depression. Zyprexa, yeah. for me, had the worst effects. It's called akasthasia. I think you might have been describing what I'm trying to, this word, it's, it's Greek for inner torment. So literally that, I remember I was in rehab and I felt so out of my skin. I ran down to like a, ran down the street. Like I just couldn't feel comfortable. I wanted to die. It was that uncomfortable. And I've never felt a state of consciousness that weird and off sense, right? And I've had lots of awful states. So that tells you that that med, medications can do things in us and tell us it's just this chemical and like, and it is. But yeah, and I mean... Like, but we, it goes back to like why exercise, because we both dealt with lots of battles of depression. And I yeah. think that everybody will go through a state of depression, whether they realize it or not within their life. They do all the time. Just going to happen. But, it's the movement. Yeah. Mm -hmm, but like when it comes to chemistry in your body and neurotransmitters and all of that it's proven time and time again that your body and your mind are the best pharmacy yeah. available and body exercise mind yeah. meditating yeah. exercising yes. your mind and then of course you have this heart space here that you were alluding to. yeah I, it's just like body space i guess i would call it too i say heart because we can feel that and it comes out from there but the running and the meditation, like I meditate as I run. That's why I'm bringing up empathy and running. It sounds funny, but we notice it. Like whoever listens, when you're exercising, go around someone. Just think about a sports team. When you have a friend that was really good and his energy was high, he carried you. He carried mm -hmm. your energy. That's called empathy. That's into. That's literally mirroring them. That's And that really works. I mean, you get tired. You'll run by people. And I've noticed to do my breathing, right? So I do Kriya, and I'm not going to get into the complicated it, but deep, deep, deep breaths when I'm running. I get my heart rate up, and it'll stay around like 160 now. It used to be at like 180 to do this. And deep breaths, opening my full chest, right? Like as I'm running. And as I open that, I open myself to 
everything, my ideas, the pains of the day, everything. And it's like a fire. So every step is like making this fire get stronger. And then the ideas that I don't like, I throw into the furnace. It's like burnt. And then all these bad things that even in the morning, I'm like, I'm done running. And it's like, not only do I have endorphins, but I've used visualizations to transmute myself out of an experience. So it's double whammy. That's why I like mixing. That's why even Kriya, the yogis who didn't exercise, if they did, they did. They were healthy, though, and they did breathing. Have you ever noticed how rapid breathing gets you sweating more than anything? Like that, Or like yoga and meditation will make you feel warm? Like things like that, you know? Um, right. Yeah, it's, it's so true that movement in, all, in its many forms, it doesn't matter what kind of movement, but moving forward just some reason just ignites like our inner fire as you were saying and it, it, it yeah, builds it takes time each day right every day i remember running in prison and Practice. this is where they, yeah this is what makes me mad just like all that but it's part of the process so i started running in when i first got to prison i tried i was so down and i only knew of exercise right that's the one thing so they had all these and they gave me these big black boots right i had no running shoes um, you had to order them specially and it took a while to get them. So I was running in the big boots and I had, I wasn't in the military. I didn't know, like it was awkward and I was running in a bathtub, like there was no grass. It was just a cement little cage, like, um, probably the big as a football field, but it was in a cement. You couldn't even see out. I could see Pike's Peak because it was back and that was beautiful. Thank goodness for that. Like I could see that set, but I was stuck in like a horrible space and I ran they were like what 50 yard runs right and they were so hard right that pushing myself through that depression and I it was hard and I feel for people moving through that that's why I'm saying that like it was a weight but as I stepped even further and people would say like this big <laughs> black guard is like you look like a goofy ass motherfucker you know running I'm like dude I'm trying to be better and you're telling me I look weird running like right what? dude why yeah, can't like you any- just tell somebody that you want it you're just trying to yeah. get better like yeah, in anything the- that you're doing like dude I'm just trying to get better and why can that not just be a normal thing for to say to people I'm trying yeah. to get better practice why is it that you have to be perfect at everything like I'm not I'm I'm always messing things up like awkward weird days but it's also flows so perfectly for me right like the but i'm not i say weird stuff i go like i this podcast i'll go like off on tangents and feel insecure about what i said and i only I say it to now with 15 people in a day like dude i talk to 100 people out in the world about bizarre shit and i'm sure they're like that guy with his dog is so nice and so loving and so weird but right loved you right? give them a chance give give us a chance like before you judge and I'm going to tie this back into like exercise and, and medication. Yeah, pushing. And, well, remember yeah. commitment. I wanted to bring that 99% thing up about all of this too. Like, yeah, this. absolutely. And like with medication and exercise and movement, tying all that, it's just realize that there's kind of a dark force out there which is the pharmaceutical companies <laughs> there yeah it's i don't we don't even it, want to call it's them. it's overwhelming it's overwhelming what the destruction actually they may have gone into it with good intent like i'm going to give yeah, you yeah yeah i don't think they like give I, you, I don't think... give you that but it manifested into 
making billions and billions of dollars off of other people's problems. And these people that do that, that are in it business, didn't solve it never, either. It made it worse. Well, that's the thing. They're like a CEO guy. I think that like that has genuine good interest, but his idea of a good stuff is he wants money and to build that very American dream, 1980s Wolf of Wall Street kind of personality. Like they want to build that, but the truth is that the you have to look at yourself. Everyone does. This includes like bankers to especially doctors. They have to heal themselves until they're able to heal themselves. They make it easy. They co-sign everyone's bullshit. Do you see what I'm saying? Like until right. you get brave and you're like, I worked through like this medication. You're going to tell everyone you come across that, that even if your heart doesn't actually feel that, that it's okay. Don't judge. You know, like you co-sign bullshit. That's what fear does. We make a, we find misery loves company. And that's why that one, the guy in this book talks about 99% Jack Canfield, the chicken shoot for the soul guy about the like yeah. commitment and staying focused. And he says like, if you don't do it a hundred percent that you pretty much, it's like failure, which is true. Like with exercise, like if you don't try to, doesn't mean you have to do it every day. Doesn't, but if you make a commitment, like truly commit to exercise and the next, like if I don't go do what I committed to today and I backtrack because of some, like, because I'm just tired or late, like, you know, the old mindset comes in, I'm creating that pattern still. I'm yeah. going back into the old habitual me, the late. Just for example, for today, like I didn't exercise and I'm surprised you're feeling low energy. It, it, yeah what i mean and i think it'd be super interesting to talk about like medication and the placebo effect there's probably there's a placebo effect with exercise too because oh, yeah. they have the, the nocebo effect which is the opposite of that as well like where you know you think that this is going to be bad for you if you take it and it really ends up being really bad for you yeah the the belief system of meds and stuff because that's another thing like you're right. Like what makes it like meds that work that don't work? Why are there side effects and why are there ones that totally work in 30% of everyone, but in nothing, no one else? What is up with that? And what I found is there's states of consciousness. It's all vibration, right? Even like Wellbutrin is a vibrational version of like me. If I'm on Wellbutrin or if I'm on Zoloft or I'm on, they are all different variations that affect neurotransmitters, which are all vibration, guys. It's all like a mat. You cannot separate things. So you put it in, it changes your state of mind for so and so how long, right? If it's a chemical thing in the, as long as your kidneys and livers can hold it, but there's things to chemistry like the, there's a lot of very detailed things about the blood brain barrier and what crosses it and what doesn't. And like opioids, for instance, you know, like Imodium is a very powerful opioid, very powerful, but it doesn't cross the blood brain barrier. So it only affects the lower bo the body, if you will, of right. the opioids, which affects mm -hmm. constipation, which makes you constipated because you have a lot of opioid receptors in your intestines. So anyway, but people, there's lots of ways then people take that same med with another med that makes it cross the blood brain barrier and all of a sudden you're dying. So like literally it's vibration. It's like, we can't see this stuff as like, I don't know, seeing it as Greater this than med. Us, well, we can't see the med. I think a lot of people get in that it's, this is greater. This is what I need. I need this pill. <laughs> Yeah, I need this pill or I need these things to be okay. Like for here's the funny thing is like me, I 
I've done that my whole life. I work out and I like my watch to track it, right? But randomly now, it doesn't work. It won't track me when I want to. It does the wrong things and it literally slows down my running times because I focus. I look, it's like looking back, you know? And Mm -hmm. it's something that has been designed to help me, to enable me to be stronger is now a limiting factor in my speed. That is the universe. Everything we create that's a tool can become an imprisonment, just like Thor. The hammer to build or to destroy. Is it a, is it a hammer or is it like the destructive axe? <laughs> I mean that. Like the mythos are telling us messages about all of reality. And mm-hmm. that includes meds and exercise and meditation, right? Right, because you can, you can be an exercise freak too. Or you a can meditation a- junkie. I meditated six hours a day in prison. I can't do that out in the world. But I can tell you, I've never stopped meditating since that day I was arrested in the street in California. Every single day I've meditated. So that's years. And that was just flow. It was just bit by bit. I wasn't like, I'm going to be a man. No, I'd go into my heart. I'd feel fucking good. I'd be like, dude, I'm going to feel better. I would spend time changing this heart space into a feeling that I liked to feel. But it took all those meds, like fucking, probably took a hundred different meds, man. Like trying to find peace, right? That's all I was trying to do is find peace. Right, that inner tranquility that you can feel. And um, it's just so interesting how we, yeah, like I said, that, that need to mentality, like, there's a balance with everything that we always discuss and we don't need to do anything like, like too much of anything can kill us. Too much water can kill us, even though we're mostly made up of water. Yeah. It makes no sense, but it does. Like when you open yourself, sorry, let me let you finish. I'm working on that. Yeah, it's all good. And I think we don't, nobody needs really anything. We just, we all want to get better. We want to get improve and well, doing, doing that. Yeah, that's, that's a great one. Coffee, right? It's an antidepressant. Mm-hmm. Whether you take it for antidepressant or not, you are getting a serotonin. That is an antidepressant. So people that don't think they're depressed but drink a lot of coffee, they're, they're medicating themselves, which is okay. That's the plan. That's how we're designed to find ways to vibrationally exist in a way separate but together, you know? And it's cool, but... You don't have to. Like what I have learned is meds help guide me like CBD, THC, all of those things can be very helpful. Like I'm moving more to CBD now from ibuprofen to help with pain, right? I, but I can't get obsessed about how I've taken ibuprofen and hurt my body my whole life. What does that do? That literally creates the nocebo effect right there. Yeah, like and I'm like, oh my gosh, I've hurt my body, hurt my body. Oh my god, ibuprofen. And every time I take ibuprofen, that belief is getting stronger. If I don't look at it, if I don't say, wait a second, you know, like wait, no, I I am healthy, I am fit, I've been through a lot, and like trans body will it will reinforce that. It will reinforce like, oh my gosh, oh my god, I broke a nail. You know, like uh, like you it will. It will reinforce that belief, like in that. Yeah, the um, the I know what you're saying though, the nail. Like when you're, I like when you're in trying to do stuff and you, like the chaos, the stuff, the little things happen. You get stuck on things that don't matter, right? Like, like, mm-hmm. like, like things like ibuprofen is part of my journey. Like I joke because it's called ibuprofen. Like because I was like joking, I, I meditate and I look up and I say the name of the medication. 
And I'm like, God, what should I? And it, it was a joke, like a flow state. And it said, I be proven, like in my mind, like as I look, and I'm just laughing at reality because it's so beautiful. And I'm not high on LSD or mushrooms or ayahuasca. I've taken all of those things in my past, right? Taking Ibogaine, every mystical med my mom helped me find before treatment was really around. I'm serious. My mom was a badass with this stuff, right? With med, like finding things that help, healthy things, fixing things, mom things, right? Moms love to do that. Like, I say that to so arrogant. Moms are good at that, is what I'd rather say. Love to do it, I don't know, but they're good at helping you find these bases and meds. Moving through them, like what helped me, what didn't, and surrendering too. Like sometimes you need you need Zoloft, you need Wellbutrin, you need Paxil, you need Prozac. It's okay. There's no judgment. That's the other big part for me, at least, and why I'm sharing it is you have the shame has got to be mastered. Letting go of like if you don't work out, oh well, because you'll just recreate. You know what pattern you are creating is the manifestation of judging the fuck out of yourself for every time you mess up. That vibration yeah. is being reinforced. So yeah. I, today, like, I haven't worked out either, and that's I'm going to go exercise after this. It's probably going to rain, but oh well, right? I'm, I'm taking the energy and moving through it, and it's like, and I open my heart. It's, I would say to anyone running, probably, or jogging, you know, to sprint, is one of the best ways to feel energy move through you in a fluid way. When you are in, like, a healthy, meditative run, like, I've never felt more symmetry in my body besides maybe like like sexual or something like moments, right? With um, others where I feel more connected to, so, and not to be weird there, but that's really the truth. Like it's a, you find that your body and mind finds its own unity that you didn't even know was possible. And that's what persistence when I'm not playing team sports, being a self-starter, all of those things, like not, it's funny, a drug addict, I don't quit very easily. I use it for everything <laughs> now, dude. I'm yeah. very persistent. Turn it around. I'm not a junkie or a drug addict. I'm a persistent, resilient son of God. Well, that's the thing with drug people, druggies like you and me or whatever. <laughs> druggies, we druggies, are, druggy buggy, right? All that. We're really hey. focused on. We're really focused individuals, like, and I think people with severe depression very focused on certain things. But like, if we can use our mind. If we put our mind to it, you we can, can do amazing yeah. things. You move away from it, right? You work on not taking Keppra. I don't know if you had to stop taking it slowly. Certain times, even when it makes you pissed, you have to. And that sucks, like, to be on meds that, like, you have to take for sicknesses that we don't know any other treatments, like cancer or things like that, where maybe pharmaceuticals should be way better after this time, but they haven't because of money, right? My dad died of leukemia. Your dad has had, you said, prostate cancer, right? Like, there's cancer, these things, like being courageous, holding the mind state, even through those moments while taking those medicines. The only way I could ever possibly move through any events like that was to not judge myself. Shame had got to go. Shame imprisoned me, bro. Like, gosh, I'm so grateful. Sorry to be out of that. Thank you for letting me share that. (laughs) No, it's good. It's good. Shame. Shame is the worst pain to me. It was the worst pain. It's like not- even worse than fear, like honestly, like shame is anyway, I yep. think that's a good point to wrap it up. How about yeah. you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, cool. So uh, yeah, commitment, medications, and I was just thinking, was there anything like, because really I want to share about these experiences with the 
meds that helped and didn't. So just if we miss something, we're, we're, there's some really we'll heavy topics. They're there, yeah. there, but they're great. But mm-hmm. I know people are listening and I, I, I know you will persist. Like, I know it, like, I know it gets better. Yeah. Like I, absolutely. if I can, anyone can. So, all right. Thanks. Absolutely. Thanks, well, Brody. Thank, thank you me. all for listening, you know, and we appreciate y'all and we really would be grateful if you shared this with another person who needs it. And also if you can give us a five-star rating on Apple podcasts, Spotify, anchor, any of the platforms, yeah. I want, hope everybody has a wonderful rest of their day yep. or night. Yeah. Night, right. Night. <laughs>